Hey, Action Shelf listeners, before we jump into the show itself, we want to tell you about how you can get even more action in your life. Mm. <laughs> that appeals to more you. Action, more action, you more say, More action, John. you say. Yes, if you go over to our Podbean patron page, that's patron.podbean.com slash punchup, you can listen to Lisman and I watch, what's this? Good action movies. Good action movies, you say? That's right, a change of pace. We thought behind the paywall, let's give people something of quality. So And give us something of quality. I know, it's such know? a pleasure to do that. So twice a month, you and I will be doing commentary tracks that you can download for uh, yes. good action movies, all kinds of awesome mm. stuff from a lot of our heroes like John Woo. And uh, we've done stuff from the John Wick franchise and Sylvester Stallone, mm -hmm. Arnold Schwarzenegger, all the guys we never get to talk about on here. Yeah, so you, stuff we legitimately love and uh, love to share with with you you all. Um, yeah, yeah. So you can listen to that uh, as as well as other cool exclusive content from the Punch Up Entertainment Network shows. Uh, once again, the address for that is patron.podbean.com/slash/punchup. And now into the action. The action show. Welcome to the Action Shelf. The podcast celebrates the glory of B action movies. I'm John Campbell. I'm Michael Lisman. Oh, Lisman, we continue Cynthia Roth rocks September here on the Action Shelf uh, with mm -hmm. yet another uh, Cynthia Roth rock vehicle and yet another guest with us. Our friend Elizabeth Alley is with us. Hello, thank you for having hey. me. Our pleasure. Of course, this is. In celebration, as we said, uh, of Cynthia Rothrock smashing that glass ceiling in action films. This is mm -hmm. a month of non-male guests on the show as well, uh, trying to mix things up and not just be yet another show about two white dudes talking action. <laughs> I mean, it usually is that, but you know, it's nice to it's nice to break the mold a little bit. It it really is, especially because Cynthia Rothrock was kind of one of the first to really break the mold, at least in western action cinema um yeah we've talked about how she started out actually in hong kong with people like michelle yo and jackie chan yeah uh yes. and, but uh yes this week we're talking about 1992's rage and honor um mm. and i was saying this last week on the show i am disappointed their names are not rage and honor <laughs> True. Yeah, was... more movies need to do that trope because it's hilarious it is so funny where's the yeah where are them where are more tango and caches out there you know exactly. uh, and who was the angry one i mean they were both kind of mildly pissed that is yeah. true it's it's a weird we were we were saying this before that basically any movie we watch could be called rage and honor probably and mm -hmm. Uh yeah it it is it I didn't I didn't quite see where the I think the rage is actually coming from the villain right the 
the I was I was actually just thinking that yeah, Rage being the villain and Honor being Cynthia Rothrock. I think character. that maybe okay. is what it's referring to. Although then that gets mixed and up. And then also there's an Australian man. As well, so, yeah. <laughs> we got an Australian man who like stole the movie. Richard like, Norton. What was that? This is our first. This is our first time watching Richard Norton, Australian mm-hmm. martial arts star. Uh, mm. and even I mean I, I rarely talk about these posters uh, I do want to talk about this poster though only because clearly Cynthia Rothrock had changed her hair for a different movie and the picture is her with a, a different <laughs> haircut and this red hair dye but then the picture from the movie on the poster is her with the blonde hair that's in the movie so uh, mm. that's pretty funny uh, but I was going to say even on the poster Richard Norton's got that open shirt man this guy this guy, man. <laughs> well, yeah. and the, the 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 picture that was uh, on Prime was mm-hmm. clearly an homage to Lethal Weapon. Like, yes. they're both in that same position. We were just like, okay, all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is, uh, it's interesting because I'm looking, uh, there's there's different posts. Yes, I see that now. The Yeah, that is the mm-hmm. very Lethal Weapon one. Uh, but then, the, like, the DVD covers are just her and like fire behind her but this really is kind of a this is kind of a buddy cop movie that's why the rage and honor once again missed opportunity to call them that because it mm-hmm. is this i mean you even get the whole thing by the end of the way where they're like you're my partner um so uh i think uh i think huge missed opportunity then to call it to call them rage mm-hmm. and honor but yeah this is uh this comes to us from it's another auteur listman writer director terence h winkless Yep. Uh, a man... What What has he worked on? Well, man? I'll tell you, Lisman. Primarily, he is known for being a director uh, of 38 episodes of the original Power Rangers series. <laughs> I'm seeing that. And, and Beetleborgs. Yeah, well. he did a lot of those um, uh, Saban-produced 90s shows where they repurposed Japanese footage and then filmed stuff with like teenage actors. He did a lot of yeah. those. He stuck around for a few Power Rangers spinoffs, too. He also did 17 episodes. If anyone remembers the bike cop drama Pacific Blue with Mario Lopez. Nope. He directed 18 episodes of that. That was a cable show. That was, that USA? That must have been USA It was Network. 100% a USA Network show. <laughs> it had a very... I, I remember that and Silk Stockings, I think, was also yeah. on USA. And they were yes. all in kind of the Baywatch sort of mold of like cheap pseudo syndicated, vaguely sexy but non explicit kind of shows. Exactly. I mean, the, literally the, the 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 image for it is just a shirtless Mario Lopez on the beach. <laughs> That's it. And it's like if you're either if you're into that, then watch Pacific Blue. Uh, and what about his show 18 Wheels of Justice starring Billy D. Williams? Yeah, I think this has come up on the show before, Lisman. Uh, oh, oh, has it? <laughs> I think it has. I think we've seen some other stuff from directors of this show because I remember this title. How can you forget a show called 18 Wheels of Justice? And yes, that stars <laughs> Lando Calrissian himself. <laughs> that mm-hmm. is... What, what is this is about people fighting crime out of a semi-truck? I believe that's correct. Oh yes. my god! Okay. Be awesome. Yeah, tiny horse on wheels. They were ahead of their time. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, that is amazing. So yeah, that's the kind of stuff this guy is directing. 
and he wrote and directed this uh this video is he in it he's an actor too he is he's the guy at the end who like picks him up farmer guy with the hay yeah Yeah, the the super weird ending of this movie Yes, uh, yeah, where he turns into David Banner and yeah. goes off to like be a fugitive and perhaps help people along the way. It do- it does have that kind of. End- the other thing I thought is it was he's going to drive back to Australia from Los Angeles now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you just got to go right over that Pacific Ocean and we're good. Um, yeah, Rage and Honor. Uh, it, I-, I will say the other thing that I was disappointed by. Not enough her being a high school teacher. That was in the plot no. description, and I thought, oh, my God, we've got another substitute on our hands. That's exactly what I – why is she a high school teacher? It, There's it no reason. no sense. The only teaching you see her doing is martial arts. Like, right. That she had a student a in, who immediately mm-hmm. was put into the hospital. Like, that, that was it. Yes, yeah, we meet yeah. one student because the only time we see her at the school is after school and she's locking up the classroom. Mm-hmm. Yes. And because of that, I did a little uh, deep dive, Ooh. a shallow deep dive. I was like, oh, because of her look and her black leather, I was like, is this because of like Dangerous Minds? But mm. the Michelle Pfeiffer, yes. you know, movie with the. But no, Dangerous Minds came. Like three years after this, which makes me think that this movie must have inspired that movie. Mm, clearly, definitely. Uh, but uh, yes, yeah, I had I had a similar thought when I read the plot description. I thought, oh, this will be Dangerous Minds with martial arts, and I was here for it. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. I don't know why they don't just make her a martial arts instructor. Mm-hmm. I don't know why either. Yeah. There is mm-hmm. no need at all for her to be a high school history teacher or what was the one where Dolph Lundgren mm-hmm. detention where he was the history detention, teacher in yeah. the high school but that was a diehard yeah. in a high school scenario with Dolph. Right. so it made sense that he was a teacher mm-hmm. I mean as much sense as, I was gonna say as much sense as Dolph Lundgren being a teacher makes sense uh, former <laughs> but always former special forces soldier slash high school mm-hmm. teacher because I love mm-hmm. the idea of High school teacher slash martial arts master. Because mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. yeah. every yeah. Cynthia Rothrock movie is she's something slash mar- she's a we we've we, yes. already this month we've seen her as a criminal psychologist slash martial arts inspector. We've seen her a cop a, a cop slash martial arts expert a bodyguard. Yeah, that's yeah. the one that made the most sense. She was working as like private yes. security, much like Richard Norton in this movie. Uh, who's yes. also a cop. For what reason? Like, was that his cover? Like, was he there to bust, you know, the broken-faced dude? And But then couldn't, wasn't supposed to intervene in any other crime? Like, it made they no make, sense. Well, they make this big deal. I thought about... the who's being punished, right? Like, oh, oh you got to right? guard. Oh, the, I the, thought so. I took it as he's not allowed to do police work, so he's doing that moonlighting for money. Because they make a deal about he's come from Sydney or whatever because his partner was killed by Drago? Is that right? I don't think so. I think that was unrelated. Well, then that really makes no sense. Uh, Because that would be the thing you would think would link them together. (laughs) Would be that we're both after the same guy who, spoilers, the big twist in this movie, is also Cynthia Rothrock's brother. Uh, but I, the thing I was going to ask uh, Elizabeth before we dive into the plot is: this is your first Cynthia Rothrock experience. What 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 did you think of Cynthia Rothrock? 
Okay, so I had a lot of feelings about this, okay. and and mm -hmm. I kind of did a. I at least went through Wikipedia to like see how she came up and all of that. Yeah, and it feels like obviously she's a fantastic fighter and yep. like really dynamic. I feel like they didn't use her very well here, and I wondered what it was like in other movies because. I mean, not to denigrate her, she doesn't have a lot of, like, s screen presence. We, you know, it, she's it, not, your eye isn't, like, drawn to her. It's always like, the mm. caveat of this show, which is, mm -hmm. we love her, she's amazing, she is mm -hmm. not the finest actress on the planet. We know this. No. <laughs> but, no. but what I think in the one and a half movies that I've seen is she kind of does bring that like sassy, quippy sort of dry humor. Yes. And I wish they had used that more, but I kind of felt like she got lost on the screen and I feel like they agreed because they had her, her big showdown with her brother, which meant nothing. She got yeah. thrown off the building and then the other guy finished <laughs> him off and then she's just like carted away. Like, it was like they decided three quarters of the way through, like, uh, this isn't working. Let's make this guy the star of this movie instead. Yes. Yeah. I had a similar feeling, and it's not the first time this has kind of happened to her where they're like, well, it's mm -hmm. really about this guy, actually. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, there's no question that there is sort of still, while she was presented as the female JCVD, it is there. There is still this like, but we better pair her with a guy, and he'll still do mm -hmm. most of the heavy lifting. Do you feel like that's been the case in several of the movies we've watched this month? Oh, one hundred percent. And it's weird because she's the one who has the emotional connection to the plot of the movie, that, not him. That's why I'm saying so it's, she should be the main character. That's why I'm saying it's weird <laughs> that he is not there specifically to go after this guy. So they're on like equal foot. If it was like. Well, she's my brother and killed our master. And he's like, well, he murdered mm -hmm. my partner back in Australia. Mm -hmm. Then you're like, okay, you mm -hmm. both have a personal vendetta against this guy. Mm -hmm. That'd be great. And it'd be an easy fix. Yeah. It'd be mm -hmm. so easy. Just have... one line of dialogue. Instead, it just seems like, what are you... I'm with the police captain who's like, what are you doing here in the city? <laughs> like, what, what the hell do you want? If, yeah. It just makes me wonder if it's a deficit of the screenwriting or if people just didn't really care that much or if it's because everybody behind these movies just had no confidence at all in her acting ability and just wanted her there to fight. Yeah, well, I I think it's probably a combination of all of them. And and I will say, it's this is a guy who goes on to direct a lot of Power Rangers and stuff. This is not a particularly skilled filmmaker who, who like... Mm. And the fact that he's also the writer here, I don't have a lot of confidence in the script, which a lot of these movies are a flimsy excuse for fight scenes. You know, that's kind of what you get in for. But this one is particularly, it's not even flimsy as much as it's like, wait, what? I don't quite, I mean, it, it, it doesn't make a ton of sense. I mean, it does once Several it becomes of the a fight scenes. Yeah. I, I still don't understand where, um, oh, What's what's the guy's? So Michaels gets in a fight with that one guy, and that guy starts throwing him out the window, and then the police come, so he saves him, and then they're cool with each other, and then that comes around at the end too. Yeah. And I was like, I don't remember how that happened. <laughs> yeah. No, there's there, oh, there's so much like switching of allegiances in this movie that I really mm -hmm. didn't, especially down the stretch. Once we were in the climactic fight, I had no idea who was on whose side. Really, it was mm -hmm. like wait. And there were times where I was like, wait, that guy's with them now? That guy in particular, the guy you're talking about, I was like, is he good now? I don't. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
oh my god the 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 amazing force of nature that is the character of hannah uh Yes. Oh <laughs> Hannah the Hun. Hannah the Hun. I uh, MVP of the movie, Best in my character. opinion. Alex yeah. da- Alex Datcher is this actress's name. Ooh, she was on Star Trek The Next Generation. Oh, she's in Passenger Fifty Seven. And mm-hmm. she's in episodes of Eighteen Wheels of Justice. Uh <laughs> she was great. I want a movie about her, and Agreed. I really liked Rita Carrion as Terry the Redhead. I thought yep. she looked like young Lucy Lawless, and I thought she was great. And of course, you know Brian Thompson, who's yes. Drago. I've seen like I want a spinoff with those three. Yes, like, I, the crime world, the crime underworld they build in this movie is kind of interesting. Actually, everybody's got like weird quirks and stuff. I uh, we were just talking beforehand that we we've talked about him a few times on the show. We're huge Brian Thompson fans on the Action Shelf, mm-hmm. and I was saying yeah. like he does he is a martial artist, but he's also like an actually actual trained actor. I think the thing we're reacting to with these three people is they're like actual actors who have yes. experience <laughs> and. Because, like, Brian Thompson is in real deal. I was just saying to you, he was just in the Cone Brothers Macbeth movie because he's also, like, a mm-hmm. Shakespearean actor. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, and he does a lot of this genre stuff. Lisbon, you were just going through the X-Files, and, of course, he played the alien bounty hunter on there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, reoccurring villain. Yeah. But uh, he, he brings... He does a great job. He brings something to... This bad guy is kind of interesting to watch. He's... He's mm-hmm. yeah. he's kind of weird. He makes some weird choices. Uh, more interesting yeah. than when he was the night slasher in Cobra at the beginning of this. Uh... Well, yeah. <laughs> Although I didn't a lot of his stuff get cut, if I recall in that. Like most of his did, yeah. backstory and explanations of what his character was doing. So he basically just becomes a psychopath with axes fighting Stallone in that movie. Yes. Which is fine. I mean, yes, he, he had no... Brian Thompson Stallone fighting with axes was pretty cool. but uh... It was cool, yeah. Yeah, but they didn't. They no, cut all he, this he stuff. Cut except for his weird monologue at the end, where he's like, "I am God." Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, here as uh, uh, by the, my theory, possible brother of Ivan Drago from Rocky Four. Uh, maybe he's part of the family too. I don't know. I'd like to think yeah. Cynthia is the one that changed her name, and the the family yeah. name is Drago. Uh, no, she's once again playing. I just the, this is the most normal name we've seen her have, and it's still Chris with a K. Mm-hmm. But it's better than what? Oh. Was she she's been Jana. She was Jana in one of the most recent movies we watched, and yeah, her her characters' names are always very weird. Yeah, um, which which is a shame because her actual name is so cool. Cynthia Rothrock. It sucks yeah. that all of her. Yeah, that's a great name. When I be- mm-hmm. I believe that's her first husband's name, and she went with it because, yes. how could you not? Yeah, her real mm-hmm. her her actual last name is Morowski, Cynthia Morowski, which is okay. Which but sounds like a cop name for a buddy cop movie. It does. Morowski, get in here. Um, but Rothrock is just way cool. It's the same thing with Susan Sarandon. Married Chris Sarandon, stuck with it because come on, Susan Sarandon, great name. Um, yeah, rolls off the tongue. Yeah, same thing with yeah. Cynthia Rothrock. Uh, so yeah, mm-hmm. we, we, let's, let's let's dive into this movie. Initially, I thought, is this gonna get real arty when it starts with these black and white <laughs> shots? I was like, ooh, rage and honor. Yeah, yeah. No, thank goodness out, it did not stick. No, turns uh, out, not even through the entire opening credits did it well, stick. It didn't even stick through that. But also, then it goes to like, oh, it's surveillance footage of her. Somebody's watching her, and then finally, it's like, oh no, it's just some weird teen with a camera. 
a very 1992 mm-hmm. camera. Mm-hmm. I I really enjoyed when they had to plug the camera into a VCR to watch what was on the tape because I'm like, oh man, I remember, <laughs> I remember these days, kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think some of the movies we shot in in high school, Lisman, were shot on stuff like that where we had to plug the camera in to watch the movie. Yeah, we most made. certainly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you had to get the bigger tape to put the little tape yep, in it to like yeah. get it to go. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah. Oh yeah. Lots of mm-hmm. then, oh god! I remember editing between the like, two VCRs, right? You go like one to the other, or uh, recording oh. stuff off a of TV where you hit the pause on the record during the commercial. Uh, kids, mm-hmm. kids, things weren't fun. <laughs> no, we had a rough we, time we in the nineties. Uh, <laughs> it was tough, man. Uh, yeah, editing was a pain in the ass. That was then, how I sure. kept TV shows. It's like I better record The Simpsons mm-hmm. and then pause oh, yeah. during the commercials so I can have these. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, so she, someone's recording her. Meanwhile, we have what we just discovered from reading Richard Norton's biography before the uh, recording here, kind of based on his own life of doing bodyguard work for a rock band. Uh, Richard mm-hmm. Norton, who several. Had, who got his uh, black belt in karate at 17 uh, here. Uh, let's see. He he did, he did landed his, his first job as bodyguard to the Rolling Stones. Uh, and then also uh, did bodyguard work for James Taylor, ABBA, Fleetwood Mac, David Bowie, and Linda Ronstadt. Oh. Before it was Chuck Norris who brought him into the movie game. Hmm. By the way, his fighting nickname, Richard the Lionhearted. Nice. That's classic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Love but a good Shakespeare reference. <laughs> oh, my God. Hang on. The, the, I just Apparently, he made several movies with Cynthia Rothrock other than this, so much so that a oh. British film magazine deemed them the Astaire and Rogers of martial arts movies. Okay. I I mean, you can do that. I I. I don't see a lot of chemistry between them, but... Um... Not really, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad they didn't really force a romance between the two of Thank them. Thank God. That, uh, that, is, is, that, that, that is, is nice. this the first one that hasn't that we've done, this one? Yes. Because, yes. yeah, I think every other movie we've done this month with her, they have shoehorned mm-hmm. in a romance between her and the male lead. And, no, yes. I was so happy that this is totally yeah. platonic. Even I thought yeah. I thought they were gonna when when he goes to the dojo and she's in the shower I thought oh here comes the sexual tension, not really. Here comes the scene where he walks in while she's taking a shower yeah. and she's like oh you caught me in a you know like, no yeah, we've seen no. it. No, I mean that's the, aside from a couple of them. One of the things we do like about Cynthia Rothrock is she's not overly sexualized, which is unusual, yeah. of course, yeah. especially at this time. Jesus, because um, yeah. she is a very attractive woman. Um, you would think they would do that. Uh, the first movie we did this month was that kind of, <laughs> I always say, alleged erotic thriller, Sworn to Justice. <laughs> it certainly attempted that. It yes. wanted to be sexy, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, it was about yeah. as sexy as an episode of Pacific Blue, actually. Um, yes. <laughs> it had that level of, of sex in it. Uh, uh, so, yeah, so he, I, I do like the way that it's like after hours at the school here at the beginning. And this kid is just falling around with the camera, and she's like, ugh, you again. And he seems to know she fights people. Well, she's not 
she's not hiding it. Like she she's handing out flyers for well, no, her but, dojo. But it's, yes, so. but it's one thing if I see some if I know someone teaches martial arts, then I better follow them around with a camera because they're always just getting in fights. I mean, <laughs> it it's about as much logic as as this movie has. So you know, <laughs> but it, I like where you just go because because the news is offering money for good footage or something like that. this kid's this kid's gonna grow up to be jake gyllenhaal in nightcrawler is what's gonna happen <laughs> right exactly uh, yeah or he's gonna work for tmz there he, oh yeah 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 <laughs> yes he'll, he'll be he'll be taking signs with that guy with the giant tumbler um mm-hmm. but uh yeah i just thought like he goes well you know if i follow you around i'm sure to get some good footage because you're constantly getting in street fights <laughs> And, and, and he's not wrong because all she does is, wrong. is go to an ATM and wouldn't you believe some very movie hooligans show up. Did you notice, John, in this scene when she's standing at the ATM, above the ATM, there's a reflective surface and you can see a boom mic, uh, which is very, very It's impossible not to notice, really. It's it's not only a boom mic, it's a boom mic inside of one of those giant foam plastic encasements for it, a a windscreen. So it it makes the boom mic like three times larger and it's moving around up there. Yeah, good stuff, movie. Yeah, it's... It's good stuff. I, I understand. I always go like these things were meant to be watched on a small screen on a VHS tape in 1992, because um, this thing never saw theaters, of course. Um, oh God, no! If that wasn't evident, uh, <laughs> but uh, yes, she's approached by, and once again in broad daylight, she's mm-hmm. approached by some. One of them has a bat, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, but but they kind of look mm-hmm. like they're auditioning for a Mad Max sequel that's shooting soon or something. A little bit. We've got some leather jackets. We've got some... I mean, there's a lot of mullets in this movie. The other thing that's um, kind of gave me a vibe of is like RoboCop, where this kind of tone yeah. is sort of... It's, but that's like satirical, right? That the that there's yeah. just crime everywhere constantly. Uh, and I understand yeah. it's supposed to be like a bad part of Los Angeles, but my God, it's like... Also, I love that they're they're really willing to commit some serious crime here for like the sixty bucks she's taken out of the eighteen. <laughs> it should have been in fives, you know, to be like period appropriate. There you like, go. Yeah. Yeah. Here you go. Here's twenty bucks. I'm gonna murder this lady over it. Uh, yeah. But they they don't know what they're doing because I do like that this first spin kick she does. She takes out two guys with it. Yeah, it's so cool. They're both reaching down for the money, and she kicks both of them in the head with the same kick. It's I very like, cool. I like because well, that anytime Cynthia Rothrock is actually fighting people, that's when the movie gets good, and that's true about all of her yes. movies. It's like she yeah. she when the camera, like you're talking about Elizabeth, when the camera is drawn to her is when she's fighting because she does. We've talked about this before. It's she. Not only is she a great martial artist, she's a great movie martial artist. She knows how to sell mm-hmm. it on film. And uh, mm-hmm. and there is something about she's a smaller woman beating up these big guys. Uh, I didn't catch the signature over her shoulder kick in this. Did you last one? No, she did like a scorpion kick. Yeah, uh, but no, she didn't do like kick over her. Because one uh, Elizabeth, her shoulder. big signature move is a guy will be behind her and she'll kind of like lean back and then throw her foot over her own shoulder and hit a guy. Oh, geez. Yeah. yeah, it's impressive. Yeah. It's very cool. That's why they use it in a lot of her movies. Uh, yeah. 
so yeah so we we uh we're, we're intercutting this with uh preston michaels the guy's got two <laughs> last names um <laughs> he's running security but i like that the problem that arises has nothing to do with security it's he notices a oh. robbery i also love that because of the budget of this movie unnamed rock band and two they have like 10 fans that are out there screaming at the back door because like, there's 10 like, fans and the music that they are playing is the most generic stock <laughs> rock and roll music you can find on the internet like it's even that was yeah <laughs> it's not even that complicated it's just that kind of like uh but he's like excuse me i'm gonna let my bodyguard duty slide here because there's a robbery in that alley um yeah. and uh and he's gonna get in trouble for this he sure he's not is. he's expressly not supposed to be fighting crime <laughs> You're a loose cannon. I love that. I love where it's just like, what did we say? What did we say about yeah. fighting crime in this city? <laughs> That's our job. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so we get these intercutting shots of them fighting, and Cynthia Rothrock gets a one-liner to an ATM, which I think is a first. <laughs> when she looks and the thing says, have a nice day, and everyone's on cottage, she goes, I'll pass that on. <laughs> 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 I there's there's a couple there's also another one Richard Norton has later in the way which I wrote down uh, it's a lot of one line he has a lot of like one liners but he has another one that's to no one once again I love when people that's just say one liners to themselves I think it's in the hospital when he's fighting and like everyone's unconscious and then he busts it out and runs away there's a really awkwardly delivered one uh, uh -huh. so he's in trouble uh, and uh, they're like God yeah I don't know I'm as baffled as a police captain as to why this Australian cop is in her city and now kicking a bunch of people in the face. Uh, Who can say? Yeah. Stop doing this. Because he's never, let me, he's never been a part of the police force in Los Angeles. Is I that correct? I think that's the idea. They he's, talk about he has no jurisdiction here, right? Isn't there something about that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I was trying to understand he has a relationship with the police officers in this i i get uh, this, like he knows the police oh i get the sense that he keeps fighting crime and they're telling him stop and so he keeps getting dragged in okay uh, <laughs> you gotcha. have yeah, to I stop thought... beating up criminals well at mm -hmm. one point she points to a picture of drago and was like you should be finding guys like this so i was like oh is he like there uh, and he's supposed okay. to be working on bigger fish that and was, that's why well, that was, yeah it seemed like see that's why that's why i got confused when she said that i thought oh has he come here to hunt drago but i think you're right they're just yeah. going like all right if you're just gonna be a vigilante in the city why don't you hunt this guy yeah yeah <laughs> it's some sound logic yeah. there and he's another uh, we, we've seen so many of these on the show he's another kung fu cop it's just like mm -hmm. uh, though i pretty much don't use guns unless i absolutely have to i am primarily a kung fu cop uh, yes. which i just find hilarious but mm -hmm. then cynthia rothrock is in the police station passing out flyers to her what what she describes as i thought this was funny martial science Yes. <laughs> this is not martial arts. This is martial science. Which, by the way, call that's the movie like, that. There's your title. That is a better title. That's some, like, uh, guru kind of cult shit. It is. Um, 
And also, if I have to see the fucking yin yang in another one of these <laughs> martial arts movies, that is always their like, that's Asian in these movies. Yep. Exactly. I don't, I don't know what it means, but I'm going to put it in there. I don't think we've seen a single movie where that isn't painted on a dojo or on someone's business yeah. card. or It's always just like, yeah. that's as much as we know about Asian culture. Because these are movies... <laughs> this movie almost... Except for, I think, that one hench... The bald henchman is almost exclusively white people using martial arts. Yes. Yes, mm-hmm. definitely. Which is, I mean... all And, the, and she teaches karate, correct? Like, I believe that, so. Because she's a black belt, so yeah, she teaches karate, and of course, that in Young is Chinese because it's Taoism. It's yeah, general appropriation, you know. And what what form did we looked up her one time? It's been a while. What she no? Well, what she studies, I don't know if that's necessarily karate, but uh, but in the movie she right. teaches. I just uh, want to see karate. though. I mean, it's one of those things where it's like she has a few things, right? Yeah, uh, I think she's one of those people who's got. I think. Uh, Oh, she has five black belts, I see here, Uh, which is uh, amazing. None of them are karate, though. Yeah. Uh, She has uh, two Korean forms of martial arts and three Chinese forms, including Wushu, Eagle Claw Kung Fu, and Northern Shaolin Kung Fu. Cool. Cool. Wushu makes sense since she's worked with uh, Jackie Chan. Yeah. That does make sense. Uh, But... And that's the classic like American action movie. They go, it's all, it's all the same thing. It's all the same thing. <laughs> it yeah. doesn't matter. I mean, the fact that the Karate Kid, that reboot, had Jackie Chan teaching him kung st- fu, but they still called him Karate fu. Kid, is like, oh fuck. So I mean, that movie's terrible for a lot of reasons, kung, but Kung Fu Kid. That sounds cool. But that's know? not like, the property, man. Yeah, <laughs> that was their thinking. Yeah. Uh, whatever. We have Cobra Kai now, and it's awesome. Um. So and once again, the kid is following her around. I like these people just wandering through the police station. These civilians and like you can't. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could, but I don't think they're gonna. They're and they almost are just kind of like, oh, hi, Cynthia Rothrock. Yeah, another flyer for your class. Like <laughs> we don't. Have well, a any. bunch of the cops take the class, right? So yeah. the two bumbling idiot cops. Oh, and then I'm I'm class. I'm pretty sure from here on out, aside from that police captain, every cop is crooked. Yes, it seems like it seems like every yes. single policeman is corrupt in this movie. And sometimes even like many. the captain could be corrupt too, or just super lazy and like doesn't care. Certainly worse. Certainly incompetent. Yeah, yeah, certainly incompetent. But I mean, like, look, I, I, I'm, I'm all for portraying cops as uh, complex at the very least uh, and not inherently good. But I think just making them purely evil as a whole is also not a great thing. But it the, yeah. the movie has to do this thing where it's like, well, we can't go to the cops. That's why it just has to be us. So exactly. every single policeman is on Drago's payroll, I guess. Because I like mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. later in the hospital scene, a uniformed cop is just going to try to openly assassinate Preston. <laughs> like not even arrest, like fully just kill him. Yeah, yeah there's it's not even like, a, I'm going to set this up to look like he drew on me. It's just like, there he is. Blam, 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 blam. Uh and just fire there's so much there is so much wild firing into crowds in this movie yeah. uh later when we get to yes. the to fast eddie the nightclub owner and he's shooting up his own club i found that hilarious yes while the band is still playing which was <laughs> the band does not funny. react at all those they're, guys they're are pros all right they are pros. Yeah, they're fucking professionals yeah yeah we will not stop until the set is done 
Uh, so yeah, uh, you're inspired by the band playing on the Titanic, you know. The the previous week they had been at the Roadhouse bar. You yes, know, from the crazy mm, movie. Yes. They're like, this is nothing. They're, they're if mer- you can play through a throat ripping, you can play through it. The, the double deuce. That's the, the that's the that's the Roadhouse the... bar. Yeah, yeah, that is, where, oh, there, where there's murders every night. Uh, <laughs> I we've talked about we got to do something with that movie. It's too big to do on the yeah. show, but we got to do a commentary yeah. or something because that movie. You do, yeah. Oh, that movie's amazing. Commentary. Uh, well, you know they're making a remake with Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal, so... which is the weirdest career move for that guy, but I love that he's doing it this. Is. Somewhere deep in his heart, he wants to be an action hero. That's pretty clear, uh, mm-hmm. based on his recent choices. But uh, so yeah, so these guys, yeah, well, uh, well, that, that's later in the movie. Uh, oh, let's go to the introduction of Brian Thompson, where he's doing evil kung fu with fire and ice. Mm-hmm. Listening to opera. Uh, <laughs> I or, just love this introduction. I mean, number one is Brian Thompson. Then they put this crazy blonde hair on him, and then mm-hmm. he's doing this insane like pain training thing with ice and fire and you're like oh yeah i guess it's the bad guy (laughs) no sane person would do this where did he even get that ice block like where (laughs) (laughs) yeah where do you where do you get a giant block of ice like that (laughs) outside of the turn of the century yeah people are like oh you're gonna have like a liquor luge you're gonna have like a fun party and he's like yeah no I, Come on. Okay, so uh, something like that. Listen, yeah. he has a black belt in Hapkido. Uh, is what, oh, cool. Is what uh, Brian Thompson has. Can I just say my favorite part of uh, his uh, IMDb biography, though, uh, mm-hmm. which is uh, oh, where is uh, Brian says that no gym can claim him as a member, and his physique is kept honed by years of windsurfing and kite surfing. I just love no gym can claim him as a member, and if they try, they're liars. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it's like a wild stallion. Yeah. Okay. No gym can claim me. <laughs> uh, I am. I am my own man. Yeah. Uh, so That's he funny. he shows up and boy he is having fun in this movie. Is this complete? I mean, is Conrad Drago the best villain name we've heard yet, Lisman? It's up there. It's up there for sure. Yeah. Conrad Drago. That's a comic book bad guy name if I've ever heard it. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I was saying that's like I want to see Shang Chi versus Conrad Drago, uh, mm-hmm. who truly is the best martial artist. Uh, I love where so this is also where we meet Rita, who is his partner slash girlfriend slash like mommy. Yeah. Like that was weird. Yeah, that, that was, was weird. weird. Yeah. Oh, she brings him a she brings him a plate of drugs because because yes. he, he licks it and goes, mm, you need to cut it with some chemical i can't something but i love the idea of like was this cocaine or heroin or something and he just licks the plate like mm, mm, no not enough ether or missing uh, just a just a like a sousant of ketamine you know yeah, just exactly. like a, just a dash of it yeah That's just throw missing. that in i love i love the connoisseur of drugs here that this guy is <laughs> mm, mm. i'm getting notes of um uh of meth methamphetamine uh <laughs> Is there a little chili powder in here? Uh, well, just, yeah, just a little bit of uh, achiote paste, you know. Sea salt, you know. Just yeah. Alive. yeah, it's yeah. This is this is the artisanal drug lord. All right, this is where yeah. he comes. It to. mixes well with the bath salts. Yeah, See, this is that's, small that's batch, handcrafted cocaine. You know, uh, 
I I really thought that was fun. And yeah, their relationship is so weird. There could be something interesting here if it was like a uh, Macbeth, Lady Macbeth sort of relationship where she's sort of... Because she is sort of convincing him to kill uh, his sister. Yeah. So there could be like a... She's been manipulating him the whole time or something, but they don't really go into it. That would have made it so much more interesting. Like, why did he kill the sensei? Like, yeah. they have this kind of setup and no context whatsoever. What if he got this hot mm. girlfriend? And she's like, you know what you need to do? Kill your mm. sensei and your sister. And he's like, well, one yeah. out of two ain't bad. And she's like, you still need to kill your sister, by the way. Uh, yeah. Well, because we the thing we find out is that their parents were murdered and mm-hmm. Drago avenged that murder by murdering those people and the sensei disagreed with that I think is kind of what the movie leads us yes. to think is what led to him killing him but that's mm-hmm. kind that's not very like uh exciting dramatically it's like oh that makes sense but it's not as it's not as visceral as something like that I do like the idea of her being the lady macbeth the movie yeah, almost goes there, but it's kind of like, eh, eh. It's more just like, yeah. it seems like he's evil, and then she's just making him more evil. He, right, exactly. They're fairly ill-defined. At first, he seems hesitant to kill his sister. Yeah. But by the end of the movie, <laughs> for no reason, he's very much okay with killing his sister. So, yeah. Well, that was, that's pretty that common for an action job movie. For whatever motivation yeah. to go out the window and turn these guys into cardboard bad guys by the you know just, just to- yeah. total psychopaths by the end of the movie, uh, yeah. I yeah I do agree that these characters, if you actually start digging into it, are not good. However, these actors are, and they're bringing some personality to it, so they feel compelling yeah. at least initially. You're like, oh, well, mm-hmm. these two are more interesting than our leads, so. Uh, yeah. but then you go like, yeah. actually, there's really nothing in the script. It's just purely them bringing any kind of personality to the role. Uh, mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah, so we we established them. Uh, and uh, let's see. So, oh well, we got to go to Cynthia Rothrock's class where we have to have at least one scene in a Cynthia Rothrock movie where she proves she's good at martial arts. You know, by because mm-hmm. some man will question it. That's just mm-hmm. to give nothing better than uh, I can't remember if it's the last movie, or the one. But no, I think it was Tiger Claws, where the guy forget even a woman. The guy didn't believe martial arts. Period. Were quote real <laughs> martial arts? Those That's aren't right. real. That's still the best line I've, I've maybe ever heard. He doesn't believe in the concept of martial arts. <laughs> that's that's yeah. made up, man. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. But here, yes, of course, she will end up. Uh, taking uh, Preston down to the mat, and that will show everyone like, oh shit, she knows what she's doing. Preston is kind of a dick in this movie, isn't he? Uh, kind like, of? <laughs> unabashedly a total he just scumbag. He swaggers around this thing, man. Like, yeah, it, he almost has... Cynthia Rothrock does not have the most charisma on screen. This guy has charisma, but it's like bad charisma. It's like, I look at this guy and go, what a yeah. douche. 
Yeah, exactly. I want to talk great. In no. the film, like I wouldn't describe no, his performance as no, amazing. but he's got a swagger, but it's like an unearned swagger. It's like uh, right, I want to exactly. talk to the the litany of terrible uh, of uh, of his exes who talk about what a terrible boyfriend he was. He's just so conceited throughout the movie. He he's like a guy who would tell you he's hot. <laughs> right. Have you seen this earring? It's hot. Oh, okay. Oh, nothing <laughs> says 1992 more than that earring right there. He's rocking but the that, one earring. That's yeah. a Luke Perry on 90210 earring right there. Uh, oh, for sure. Uh, sure. Not that I'm comparing that guy to the the magic. Oh, Luke Perry presence. is a is a gorgeous man. Yeah. We, yeah. Well, Luke Perry, R.I.P. Man, one of the best. Yeah. Uh, but he's yes. going for that 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 definition of cool. There's no question, yes. but this guy is just like, uh, is this guy handsome? I'm sad, Here's I'm sad there question. wasn't a feather hanging off. Yeah, it does seem like though. that, but I was going to say, like, I get this guy is, like, tall and in shape, but I don't know if it's the personality, but I, I, he doesn't really read as, like, hunky to me as much as no. he yeah. seems to think he is. Not really. He yeah. looked like Oscar from the Bionic Woman, but with more hair. Ah, very good, yes. <laughs> Listen, this guy is just, if you go over to our patron... Paige, you can listen to us talk about Mad Max Fury Road this month, and he's in that movie. Really? Yeah, the Prime Imperator. I've so I looked at his IMDb, and he seems like he's completely unrecognizable now. Like yeah. I don't know if something happened or if it was just elective plastic surgery, but like everything's different. A hundred percent. It was one of those things where it's like a, that's him. Um, yeah. It's and it's not just getting older. It is definitely plastic surgery. It has, yeah, oh, thing at all. yeah, it has telltale yes, marks. I, oh. Look at those cheeks. Dude. Something's been done in there. That nose it's is a different. Very distinctive nose. I yeah. don't understand. I, that's why I think maybe it was broken a lot or something. Could be but. from the years of fighting. Maybe. Uh, mm-hmm. Here's a picture of him in some kind of training session with Scarlett Johansson. What yeah. is that about? for the marvel movies maybe it must have been maybe i don't know if this guy maybe he's okay here we go fight coordinator he does a lot of fight choreography and coordinator and did he ever do a movie with her i don't think so actually so i don't but maybe he trained her for something or something or other oh my god he was the fight choreographer on jim kata holy shit that's amazing uh, but he's done like some of the X-Men movies and the Spider-Man movies. He was the fight coordinator on Fury Road. Um, oh, so that's cool. probably how he ended and up. And Walker, with... Texas Ranger. Yeah, well, he's he's like best pals with Norris. So that kind of makes sense. Uh, okay. And uh, and he's doing the fight choreography right now for Furiosa, the, uh, the Fury Road um, prequel. So cool. interesting. Right, interesting. Cool. Maybe you should stick to that. Because the guy knows yeah, martial arts. Yeah, do that. Yeah. Yeah, but because yeah. I he just but no leading man here apparently. Uh, yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, he's a total dick here. He gets dropped on his <laughs> ass. Uh, meanwhile, he's sneaking. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, go ahead. Ghost in the shell. Fight trainer Scarlett Johansson. There it is. There it, there is. it is. That yep. makes sense now. Uh, one of her worst movies. So that's good that he worked. On... The, I don't know about the the fighting mm-hmm. was fine. I think, but. Uh, that movie's speaking of appropriation. Oh dear God! That's yeah. one of those things too, where it's like totally valid those arguments, but also movies so shitty that it's even like let's not get too worked up over this. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Don't worry, guys. No one's gonna remember this movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. 
Preston, meanwhile, is creeping around the rooftops like Batman, watching this drug deal mm -hmm. go down. Uh, mm -hmm. Like Batman if he was just a guy in blue jeans. Um, by the way, another... <laughs> There's got to be a genre uh, of action movie of white guy in blue jeans does roundhouse kicks. Well, this... it's And it's that, 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 that subgenre is just called the 90s, right? Because the amount of <laughs> denim in this movie is another oh, indicative of 1992. This guy is yeah. ever in denim. Uh, yes. But he's going to witness this drug deal, which turns into a murder. And at the mm -hmm. same time, this murder is happening. I, I don't know why, but the kid, what's the kid's name? Paris. Pa oh, yeah. Weird. Uh, weird choice yeah. for this kid. Patrick Y. Malone yeah. um, playing Paris. Uh, and he is also filming. He's filming this because this is going to be what the bulk of the movie is about. Not, yeah. not amazing, by the way, that the bulk of this movie is about the repossession of a tape. Mm -hmm. Another Which sign is 1992. At the end, gets destroyed, and therefore it, everything that happens doesn't matter. That was you know, so weird. Cool. I thought it was going to be a fake out. I or thought that so. They reported it to something else. I thought so too, especially because the bad guys don't look at the tape before they. Re and so I'm going like, well, that's stupid right. on your part. No, apparently yeah. that was the tape, and it's just destroyed, and there's no explanation or no conclusion this movie bo doesn't bother to conclude any of this mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah i am starting to come around to it's definitely the screenplay that's problem number one here oh yeah uh, <laughs> oh yeah as it usually is um, it usually is yeah yeah exactly. uh i do like this crooked cop in this drug deal just slapping rita in the face like dude you work for her and she's like a crime boss why wouldn't she murder you right now? Which she does. Yeah. Yeah. I I, yeah. I understand you're like a sexist piece of shit, but how the hell did you see this ending well for you? Because <laughs> <laughs> he just immediately gets his brains blown out. Um, yep. Pretty graphically, like almost unnecessarily graphic for this movie. This movie that really probably could have and should have been a PG-13 has a couple moments of extreme violence. Uh... Cause yeah, right. Uh, you got to get you got to get something to get those divorced dads excited. Um, and uh, so yeah, so she shoots him. Uh, Preston starts fighting the big bald henchman who I immediately recognize from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies of this era. Uh, uh, Toshiro Obata, who played Tatsu the shredders number oh. one henchman in the the first two ninja turtles movies uh hmm. of course that's what i recognized him from uh and then meanwhile this other guy is chasing paris and let's see oh yeah uh uh preston gets there you know like a hero just in time for this kid to have already been beaten into a coma because that's the whole thing, too, is they have to look for this tape, but they have to put the kid in a coma so he can't just tell them where it is, of course. Yes. Yes, yes of course. Exactly. But I like that Preston can't stop this from, like, once again, for being, like, the hero. He's like, oh, too bad. The kid's already been brain damaged. Uh, Does Paris die? I'm trying to remember. I don't think, I no. He wakes, doesn't he wake up movie. at the end? Yeah, I don't I think know. he dies. No, I think okay. he's all right. Uh 
<laughs> they kidnap they do kidnap him from the hospital where he has this, he's on much needed like vital life-saving machinery and they do just dump I don't him know how the they managed to do that but you know <laughs> they don't they don't explain they're just like we have him now yeah I don't think it's easy to just grab a coma patient out of a hospital but uh in the <laughs> Oh but when he shows up and they're beating on Paris uh Preston does get the one liner of want to try that on me mate getting a mate get it you're australian (laughs) do you uh i don't think they i need to talk about a knife at some point in this um (laughs) or a dingo it does something on a barbie it does feel Mm -hmm. a little bit like we're a little bit past it but this is still maybe a little bit cashing in on that australian craze following crocodile dundee that was more like late 80s but still i think we're still in that like fascinated by australia phase i mean i think we're still there to a certain extent we love an australian hunk in this country well i mean kind of what this guy had to offer like that's really the only notable thing about him it's true if this guy was american he wouldn't have been in movies it's just Mm -hmm. like "Mm, no you're like a boring tall hunk but he's australian put him as the lead Mm, that makes him interesting exotic I, I think the accent did a lot for this guy's career because uh, they could yeah. find a lot of tall guys who knew martial arts but australian mm-hmm. uh so he drops that guy of course uh oh yeah so then they he takes the kid to the hospital and this is where the the cop just opens up on him and then i'm pretty sure those <laughs> things are built into the ground the desk at the oh, hospital the, the desk when yeah. he pushes this yes. into the guy, I don't think that's how that would work. No, uh, <laughs> it seemed pretty. But my solid. favorite, yeah, my favorite part of this scene is when he kicks the police officer into a man in a wheelchair, <laughs> uh, which is there, so crazy. There, there is so much collateral damage that is just not even bothered to be addressed in this movie. <laughs> yeah, and then a nurse is like. Hey, you gonna pay for that wheelchair? Um, <laughs> and as he, he ran like, away, he said, "Wow." <laughs> he awkwardly runs away, does like a looks left and right, and then and then oh, exits. That left. this is where he does the line to nobody is when he's looking around. He goes, "No wonder most people die in hospitals." Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes. And. We see the police now putting out an APB on him because he's being blamed for this cop's murder. They framed him. Right. I. This is where I thought, is the captain crooked? Because who's doing this? She's right. just, it's just hearsay. Like, yeah. he's like, your cops are crooked. And she's like, that's what you say. And then they're like, the cop's like, oh, he killed him. Oh, okay. Like, what? Like, where's any sort of detective work? So the only, the only place he can go is Cynthia Rothrock's dojo. Of course. Yeah, obviously, where, where she happens to be showering. Strange. Uh, which is strange because they have no previous relationship. So why go <laughs> to the, He her? met her the first time at that one demonstration. This guy knows Class. no one else. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he goes there. She's, of course, taking a shower for, like, the smallest moment of they're like, well, we need to put something kind of sexy in this movie, right? Yeah, yeah, but not really showing much which is is appreciated so well yeah, thank yeah, you yeah. film yeah no it's it's it, it manages to only be slightly pervy uh yeah so yeah he uh 
And that's some high praise for an action shell film. I know. <laughs> that's as that's the best we're gonna do here. Uh so uh while the, so those two agree she agrees to help him at least in the moment and then later there'll be yeah. a thing where she doesn't trust him for like 30 seconds yeah that seemed like it came out of nowhere and went nowhere that's kind of the whole movie mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> why does she that's a great question why does she help him because she's not a police officer either no. she's a high school teacher I guess. Allegedly. Yeah, that's what that's what Allegedly. they tell us. We saw her at a school yeah. at the beginning, but that's as much as yeah. I wanted so badly to see a scene of her in front of a chalkboard. Ugh. Yeah. yeah. It it yeah. must have been because it was her student that got beat up. That's yeah. like her only connection to this. The only reason. And yeah. of yeah. course her brother. Yeah, I don't think yeah. she knows this is Drago yet though, does she? I mean, he's a no. bad bitch in town, so it's like he's got to be. It's true. It does seem like all crime goes back to Drago eventually. Uh, he's like the kingpin. Um, so, uh-huh. but Drago, now that he knows about the tape is out there, he calls up Hannah the Hun, and oh my God, this performance. Uh, oh, talk about somebody having fun else. in a piece of trash movie. Um, uh-huh. Alex Datcher, as I said earlier, Hannah the Hun, who refers to herself in the third person at all times. Mm-hmm. At all Branding. times. It's Branding. amazing. She's which working is, it. Yeah. Which is great. And she has an army of, I don't want to, I, I, pro, at least uh, seemingly prostitutes, uh, at least as a disguise, right? But then yeah. like, one in yeah. particular we notice is, is like in some sort of a business suit the whole time. I was like, what is this? <laughs> this like, it's not cohesive. The 90s did go through a weird time where just like college students on TV and all kinds of people were wearing business suits all the time. But it was very, it was very well, back like, to 90210. Andrea Zuckerman was always like in a blazer. Yeah, mm-hmm. Val in 90210. Yeah. She's always wearing a. She's always wearing a suit. Yeah, I don't know what that was about. There was this sort of thing where it's like it's an anytime outfit now. Yeah, yeah. It? Heather Locklear made it sexy in Melrose yes, Place. Yes. So. All look 90s stuff. It all rolls back to those Fox nighttime soaps, you guys. It really does. Sure. Uh, <laughs> does this group feel like a gang from the Warriors a little bit? <laughs> Or I was gonna say, or like John Wick. Also, it has a little bit or of John that vibe Wick, yeah. of the of the mm-hmm. hobo army in John Wick, right? Uh, right, exactly. Th- that thing where it's sort of like, oh, we are the amassed group of people that people ignore on the streets, but really we're operators that do stuff. Mm-hmm. And I will say, this is a cool idea that goes nowhere. <laughs> they don't do enough yep. with this. I love this idea of like either prostitutes or drug dealers or whoever they are, but these women whose society kind of ignores so they can get away with crime. And mm-hmm. I don't, yeah, like I, I'm, I'm with you, Elizabeth. I want a whole movie about Hannah the Hun and her army of ladies. Um, Definitely. And there's a cross dresser in there at the very least. I don't, I don't know mm-hmm. how this person identifies, but uh, weirdly not treated poorly and i was, I was surprised waiting for it for i was two. waiting for it i'm, was I'm like, so oh glad boy. they did i was waiting i was i god damn it i was just i just knew richard norton was gonna say something exactly some kind of he was the one who was gonna do it if yeah it was gonna be some kind of dude looks like a lady bullshit or something in here 
and uh, no, south of the border, or something making that some sort of a joke. Yeah, yeah. there was mm-hmm. gonna be something. Uh, wouldn't want to find out what's between your legs or some mm-hmm. or, some bullshit. But no. Yeah, I thought he was. I thought he was gonna be like because he's very hesitant to hit all of the women. But yeah. then it's like, oh, you, I he was can gonna hit, just you know, beat like, the living shit like out of this person. Uh, <laughs> like just something awful. I'm no, so glad I, I'm I I am shocked at the restraint. 1992. Good yeah. lord. Uh, yes. This is like crazy radical left-wing progressive by 92 standards. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're still portrayed as a criminal, but you know. Yeah, but they're but but these criminals are, are portrayed as like, I don't really know what these, I don't know what their deal is. Like I said, it's almost. Uh, it's hard to say. It, it also seems yeah. like this is a world where everyone's a criminal once again. Like, yes, uh, including the police. Including the police. The only people on the side of good are cynthia rothrock and richard norton uh so yeah uh so she's gonna get some people on it but she's got to negotiate i was like they're negotiating for a percentage of what she goes i'll do it for 20 percent." he's like i believe you cut out and you were meant to say 10 percent it's like oh honey i think you mean 15 percent. i mean it's all very cute but i'm like percentage of what exactly trying to find a videotape crime i don't understand is this just a of cut of crime drug <laughs> money maybe maybe they know. were gonna give it to the newscasters and get like the money for it you know mm. they like edit it yeah send it in. i uh, love the idea isn't the news station offering like 10 grand or something something that no local news stations offering that much money for footage good god and also just any footage it seems like they just go whoever brings us the best footage of just anything <laughs> human interest stories crime whatever it doesn't Do matter cat videos <laughs> mm-hmm. i it's guess very uh, i guess america's they're, funniest home videos yeah i was gonna say yeah. i guess there is no internet so v- video footage is at more of a premium uh yeah so uh so yeah so there now that hannah's army is on uh about the uh the tape they're looking for the tape and cynthia and preston are looking for the tape uh oh this is where she doesn't trust him for half a second because she op- she sneaks into a police computer and sees that he's wanted for murder yes yes and I, she's like oh no but don't don't doesn't she know they're looking for the tape because it'll prove that he didn't do the murder that's what i found so surprising about this why does she believe this police report that he's wanted for murder and once again for only like half a second yeah yeah hmm. yeah, yeah but she does he doesn't finally, even convince her no he doesn't she finally and it's the only moment where she has a realization of like oh wait i don't know you at all maybe you are a murderer but then, yeah, I don't quite know what makes her go, nah, you're fine. This movie. Yeah, it's very strange. Yeah. Uh, I guess because, oh my, I love the scene where they're looking for this guy, Baby, uh, which we'll talk about as an amazing character. But the scene where they go to find him and all the creeps under the bridge are hitting on her. But they're all hidden mm-hmm. on her in the most, like, staged manner. I swear there's a guy who just mm-hmm. leans into frame and is like, hey, baby. Uh, it's, it's almost <laughs> just like, you stepped on the right mark, and now it's my line. Uh, mm-hmm. And, of course, one I of these. I just got my sad card. Woohoo! It is kind of that, where it's just like, I've been practicing this line all day. You know, it does have that kind of thing where it's like, finally, my time to shine. Uh, <laughs> and, of course, one of these guys gets kicked in the balls. 
Yeah. It has to Classic. Happen. It just has to happen. Uh, mm-hmm. Which is, you know, uh, once again, you can't have an, you can't have Cynthia Rothrock movie without one of these scenes too. Exactly. There's there's some there's some real tenets of her filmmaking, uh, you know, her film work here where it's like she will people will not believe she knows martial arts and a bunch of creepy dudes will hit on her. And she will kick one of them in the nuts. Correct. It, it's just it has to happen. Yeah. <laughs> it just has to happen because we're making. F- I couldn't even. We're making feminist films. I was gonna say. <laughs> I think they. I think they think. Oh, the women in the audience will appreciate that. I think. Oh, that, yes. I think that's what old Winkless mm-hmm. is thinking when he's making this movie. Your mm-hmm. uh, Rothrock writer is all green M and M's, and I must be able to kick at least one man man in the balls. <laughs> I must destroy at least one pair of testicles per movie. Uh, that mm-hmm. will happen. Uh, uh, so. <laughs> So they finally let's talk about this performance. What is this guy's deal? Baby is this character. Wow. A, a former yeah. We get his backstories that he was a former stockbroker turned yes. drug addict. Mhm. What are his drugs? Like he says he's a heroin addict or, or junk, which I assume is heroin. That's usually like, what you're yeah. in Wall Street. Shouldn't it be coke? Like, come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, think, is, yeah, is the idea that he escalated? Like the coke wasn't enough for him at a certain point, or but it doesn't seem like that's an upper, whereas heroin would be more of a downer. So. Downer, yeah. He just seems to be like mentally ill. He just seems to be generally mentally ill and still wearing his suit, you know, which is a nice touch. Same suit. But yeah. yeah and he's like... called Baby because he the, the, the nickname came to him when he was a star brother and they called him Baby Mogul. Yeah. Oh. I'm so glad. I'm so glad that Baby was revealed to be a full grown man. I I yeah. laughed out loud when it was when he was revealed. You uh, gotta you, he, and... you gotta love his one liner. Before I was into junk, I was into junk bonds. Exactly. Good exactly. Lord, what kind of cat skills one liner is that? Yeah, I don't Maybe know. Maybe he dated Terry first, and she started that whole bringing a tray of drugs to her boyfriend with him. There you go. Wouldn't that be interesting? That that'd be something because this character actually that like, would be something. Yeah. This character doesn't have a lot to do. He is yeah. just there to lead them to fast Eddie. Like this really is just this like just a parade of weirdos. This movie. Uh huh. Yeah. Because he goes, yeah. oh, I had the tape. Yeah, the kid gave me the tape, but then I traded it to Fast Eddie for a car part, right? Because Fast. And did Eddie you think every time this guy is driving, you're like, who let who let you drive? <laughs> like, who's like, this is a good idea? Well, when he said he traded for the car part, I'm like, for the car you have? What? <laughs> Where's this guy getting a car? Uh, great it's a distributor. That's what it is that he has. Because then you do get the bit where he goes, "Great, now that I have a distributor, the car can run." And he opens up the hood. He goes, "Ah, does anyone know where the distributor goes?" Oh my goodness! This character's meant to be like the comic relief sidekick. Yes, yes. Yeah. So they go to they go. It to, is broad. Oh, is it ever? because uh, yeah, he, he cannot make up his mind is he a drug addict it, does he have some sort of mental deficiency is it a combination of the two it's it's not very clear i don't know yeah the script is not yeah. helping this actor by any stretch of the imagination that's uh, true so they he's gonna lead them to fast eddie who is a chop shop owner slash nightclub owner 
Because sure. they talk about this guy makes his money from chop shops, but then where is he at his nightclub? Which is so exclusive. This is, this is the early 90s, John. Everybody owned a nightclub. Also, I have a nightclub, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And it's 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 so exclusive. It's run by this big. T- or it's, there's a bouncer outside. Talk about Roadhouse. There's a bouncer outside. Mm-hmm. A big tough bouncer who will not let them in. Because we're yep. gonna get a whole bit of this scene dragged like nobody's business. Is oh this God, yeah? Was this comedy? I think it was supposed to be. Certainly is trying to be. Yeah. The guy won't let. Uh, baby in because he's a drug oh the other thing is the teeth they give him like bright orange teeth I like, didn't understand it looked that it like he'd been eating weird. Cheetos or something not like like he... rotted meth teeth yeah I don't know what they were going for with that it was very strange very cartoony so we won't let yeah. him in yeah. and then we get the absolutely hilarious Cynthia Rothrock <laughs> valley girl voice <laughs> Where did that come from? And why did she think that would work? Well, especially because they're in a they're in this ent- they're in front of this entrance of the club, right? And there over there is a group to get the mm-hmm. the bouncer can see the three of them conspiring to come up with them. He knows they're all together. <laughs> yeah, then somebody finally... he should have just been like, I can see you guys yeah. and I can hear you from here. <laughs> Because then finally, Richard Norton does a like, oh, my friends are inside and it's an emergency. And I do like the bouncer's one line because he goes, come on, man, be reasonable. And the bouncer responds, be gone. Yeah. (laughs) And so then finally, after all this doesn't work, they just beat the shit out of this guy. <laughs> He's old fashioned assault. Job, okay, yeah. How you treat yeah. service industry people is a real measure of your character. I mean, they yeah. really lay this guy out too, because the two of them are just yeah. going back and forth, clobbering this man. And the he... fact that neither of them are police officers just makes it assault. Like, yeah, this is in the eyes of is, the law. This is they just are just assaulting this man. And yeah, yeah, he was never he was never violent towards them. He was never even really oh. rude towards them. He just said, know. "You can't come in." That's his job. Exactly. <laughs> and exactly. he uh, he now <laughs> has massive internal bleeding and probably <laughs> lifelong issues. Because <laughs> I mean, Jesus, yeah. they left this guy. Yeah. So they 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 now go into the club. I also like that because it's it's supposed to be this exclusive club with a bouncer, but there's no line of people outside because the movie can't afford nope. the extras. And even when they go in the club, it's pretty dark, and there's just a few people around, really. And this mm-hmm. band. Uh, so they go to question... The Infidels, John? Oh, yeah, the, the legendary the band Infidels. called the Infidels? The legendary yeah. Infidels. Uh, who could mm-hmm. forget? <laughs> Didn't they inspire the Beatles? Um I think so. I yeah. think that what they were mentioned as being a major influence. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they go into the club. They eventually find Fast Eddie. They're questioning him, but it's all a distraction while uh, Baby goes and steals the tape, which he will very smartly then come out and go, hey, guys, I stole the tape. Mm. Good thing they trusted this guy. Which prompts... I, do, I can't remember if this is on our bingo card, but... If not, the presence of an Uzi feels like it should be. Uh, it should be, yeah. Because yeah. when this guy just busts out this Uzi and opens up, 
And then it's not working, and we get a Cynthia Rothrock jammed. Well, this isn't. And she holds up her fist and punches him. No, no. She holds up her fist and then, and then kicks, kicks him. him. You're right. Yeah, that makes no <laughs> Which sense. Which is so weird. <laughs> I thought I missed something. Thank you for making that is correct. I did see that, but I thought maybe I looked away. But no, I gave the movie too much credit. You did. You yeah. sure did. I was like, oh, I think I must have, when I wrote that down, she must have hit him and then kicked him. Nope, she did just kick him. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they run off, and this is where, yeah, he's shooting up his own club. He's shooting yes. all the bottles of alcohol, and they're like, that's yours. You have to pay for that. <laughs> It's more money than he would get for like selling the the footage, or I don't know protection mm-hmm. he would get from Drago. Is that the only other reason he would want it? Just, like, or to blackmail out. Drago? Like, I, I, not only is it a, 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 a could he potentially kill some of the patrons? He's destroying mm-hmm. all this stuff, and whatever repairs have to be done will shut the club down. <laughs> and all of those people are witnesses to him committing the crime of. Firing an automatic weapon into a group of yeah. So now when people go, what club do we want to go to? Not that one. I saw the owner (laughs) shoot into a crowd. (laughs) (laughs) Got a bad reputation. Is whenever I commit the toilet. (laughs) (laughs) One star. Owner shot at me with machine gun. (laughs) No. Whenever I commit crimes, I always do it in the place that I work at. (laughs) It's it's. That way, it can never come back to me. I understand <laughs> shooting at them like back in his office, or even like down a back sure. hallway, or like a you sure. know something like that. But just open up on the dance floor. This happens in so many action <laughs> movies. It's insane when people just start yeah. shooting at people like in the middle of a mess. <laughs> yeah, because it's one thing to go like I'm a killer for the mob and I have targets or whatever, but it's another thing to go like I'm cool with mass murder. Yeah, that's a that's a jump that that would be necessary for once again our clandestine yep. criminal organization. This won't draw attention. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh so let's see. The, then they're they're corralled in this whole thing is a big trap they realize to get them locked in an elevator at Hannah the Huns. Yeah, this scene. John, this boy. <laughs> <laughs> the same. So they're trapped in there, and uh, oh god, this is the I don't I don't know what the best one line this movie is, but this might be the worst one. Uh, when they when the elevator goes down and they see her whole army amassed in front of them, he goes, "This is one weird bloody Tupperware party." Sex like, and you. lame. <laughs> yeah, it's just checking every box. Uh, <laughs> uh i uh i i i do like when this this random cop goes to to drago now and goes hey man those martial arts people are creeping around and and now that you're shoot you got people shooting up clubs weak as the cops can't protect you anymore and he pulls a gun on drago who does hit him with Mm -hmm. i do expect you to use that on yourself Oh, and he does, John. Oh, he does. I don't think the human oh. body works this way. That's crazy. <laughs> he gets but, the guy. Are you telling me there's not buttons and levers uh, uh, as part of your nervous system that make you pull the guy, your finger? He forces the gun to the guy's head, and I think he's just going to use his finger to pull the trigger and kill the guy. You oh, no. Think. Oh, no. 
This is much more insane. Yeah, he starts pressing around like down by his elbow. <laughs> trying to find the spot. And apparently there's an individual spot. Oh my god, that controls each finger. Yeah. And we, we see him go through each of them going, no. 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 Yes. I'm that so one. sad. I'm so sad he wasn't like, and this little piggy. Oh, <laughs> that would have been something. That would have been something. Yeah, and he gets this guy to shoot himself. But I like that it requires the fingers out straight, and he gets it to curl into the trigger mm -hmm. and then squeeze. Like yes. He has complete control over this guy's finger. It's not just like an impulse where if he already had his finger on the trigger, he might just pull it. That, yeah. He, right. has to, he somehow is able to get him to curl it around the trigger. It is the least logical way that this could go like you could at least obviously none of it makes sense but there's a way you could portray it where it could maybe make more sense i don't know it's very strange it is it is very strange i do like when he calls hannah here and he looks down and he's like yeah i'll be over there in a little bit i have some cleaning up to do <laughs> <laughs> i've got cop brains all over my carpet uh, <laughs> Because it's a, it's a fairly small caliber, caliber gun, but it, like, blows this guy's head apart. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, of course. Uh, mm -hmm. So let's see. Uh, so they're trapped in the elevator until they're let out, but they're forced to... Of course, they're forced to fight each other because this movie has to work backwards from, like, well, how do we get the two of them to fight if they're partners? <laughs> yeah. But of course, this also involves stripping Richard Norton's shirt off. <laughs> for some reason. A little something for the ladies in the audience. Uh, then shooting him in the leg and then being like, okay, fight now. Instead yeah. of vomiting and passing out, like, now you're going to fight. And this is the second time mm -hmm. he's been shot, by the way. <laughs> he got Because yes. he did get hit. Well, he got grazed in the hospital, yeah. which yeah. is nothing to this guy, of course. Because we didn't yes. talk about that when he goes there and he has the grays when he takes his shirt off at Cynthia Rothrocks and she goes, "Oh my god!" He goes, "Oh come on, it's nothing, it's nothing." Yeah, and then she keeps kicking him in the leg that got shot, which is very funny. <laughs> I did think that was funny. <laughs> ah, ah, uh, yeah. Got to make it look real. Well, because I do like where she says that to him. She's like, "Come on, man, you got to make this look good. We got to really fight each mm -hmm. other." Um, kind of the the multiple low angle shots of her flipping through the air so much and the and the hannah's army that's watching is loving every second of this yeah 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 what is that because she like oh yeah go ahead, she Lou. bounces off one net and yeah. then bounces off the other net you and know, then kicks him like a pin as if it's like a certain yeah, like a pinball or a Cirque du Soleil boing, routine. Boing. Yeah, I was waiting it, for the sound effect. very funny. Bling, bling, bling. Uh, like that kind of... Yes. Yeah, very Sonic the Hedgehog kind of... Uh, I was just about to say, yeah, it needs that spring sound boing, effect from Sonic. Boing. That would be yeah, perfection. Uh, uh, yeah, and so... But I, I thought, what was Endgame here? Are they hoping that, that one of them is going to kill the other one? Because I don't think that's going to happen, man. I don't know. But I of course, no the, it all just ends up with uh, Preston getting close enough to grab a gun and put it to Hannah. Mm -hmm. And meanwhile, keep in mind, Drago hasn't gotten here yet because he's still cleaning up that dead body in his office. <laughs> I just wanted to cut back and he's just scrubbing. Ah, 
<laughs> you can never get what? the you can never get skull fragments out, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> There's brain waters everywhere. I really should have yeah. thought of a less bloody way to kill this guy. Um, <laughs> though, uh, yeah, uh, let's see. Crowd's loving it. He t- so he takes Hannah hostage. He goes, that's it. We're taking the tape and this woman, and we're getting out of here. Uh, so they they somehow, off screen, is it, who is it? Somebody calls the news station, and they're like, they say if we can bring it down, will they'll air it they'll air okay. a murder i don't TV. remember this at all it's just it's real was it baby who called i think it was baby who called because uh. i called i called w whatever x or something and they're gonna they're gonna air it but of course ring ring on the phone and it's drago going yeah i have that teenage kid who filmed it though if you don't give it back i'll kill him my sister him being her brother, now that I think about it, doesn't ever come back in any kind of way that matters, so why even introduce it? Mm-hmm. Great question. <laughs> they could have both just been students of the guy and yep. and one went one way and the other. The fact that they're... they're where is the scene where she's like, you were once my brother? Like, where's that Return of the Jedi? Mm-hmm. They're still good in you. Or don't you remember the mm-hmm. time? You know, whatever. That would be interesting. But, like, by the uh, by the time they fight at the end of the movie none of that means anything no Mm -hmm. uh so they're gonna go uh cynthia's gonna confront drago preston i don't know what he's gonna do he's just gonna show up later (laughs) so he can dramatically throw the tape uh Mm -hmm. and so yeah they they, (laughs) see confronts that uh oh they meet at the spot that he killed the master Right, because they're up on the roof, sure. and he goes, right down there, that's where I killed him. Or she goes, that's where you killed him. He goes, that's where he forced me to kill him. <laughs> and if that sure. was like a, a, something we had seen, that would have like mm. been kind of a cool little moment. That but... could have been the first scene of the movie, is like start with a little prologue where we yeah. see that fight, and she finds... Because, yeah. I mean, that is the most common kung fu plot, I think, is someone has killed mm-hmm. my master. That is always mm-hmm. yes. what we're avenging. But yes, usually you know the master is a character for a little while. Here it's just mm-hmm. like, you know how kung fu people have masters? Yeah, hers died. And uh, her brother killed even, him. Yeah, there's not even flashbacks no. at all. Yeah. It's just a picture. No. Yeah. Like a photograph. Where's that pray for death flashback in that movie? We love that the guy's ninja master got killed in a a, a, a poorly handled flashback, but still, mm. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's still an action yeah. movie, so it wasn't well done. But uh, so she fights Drago up until let's see, well, she's gonna get thrown off the roof. Well, she saved well, him. That's what it. That's yeah. right. He ends huh. up hanging off the roof, and she mm-hmm. saves him, and then he throws her off the roof. Yeah. Yes. Asshole. Yeah, and like she's it's not even... fine. <laughs> Pretty much, Somehow. like she kind of just gets the wind knocked out of her. Mm-hmm. That's the way she plays it. She can't get up. She doesn't get up the rest of the movie, right? Yeah. Doesn't, doesn't the ambulance come and take her away? Oh, I guess that's right. I guess that's right. But yeah. she's like totally conscious and like, I don't know, like she's talking. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. you're right. She does not mm-hmm. get up. It's true. So. I guess she's paralyzed. I don't know. We'll have to find out in Rage and Honor 2, which does exist. 
What? Yeah, they made a sequel with these two. Oh, man. I have no idea what that would be. But yeah, Rage and Honor 2, Hostile Takeover. Ow. Yeah. Uh, clearly, we have to look into this. Uh, obviously. And the, the, the poster for that one is even more Lethal Weapon knockoff. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, Patrick Muldoon is the bad guy in that. What? Yeah, now we are talking about 90s nighttime soaps because he was definitely yeah. on Melrose Place. Um, oh, man. Okay. Yeah, we definitely have to watch that. Uh, we will figure out when that gets goes on the schedule. Uh, so they fight. And then, yeah, I do like that Like Preston leaps into the fray after she's been thrown off the roof, of course. He gets tagged in. Once again, this is like uh, last – was it last? Yeah, last week's movie – Listen, where we wanted Cynthia and the guy to fight the bad guy together, and instead, this is mm-hmm. the same thing as last week, where mm-hmm. it, just the guy fights the she fights the guy for a little bit, and then just the guy finishes him. Yeah, it could uh, again. It could just be a thing of like uh, Conrad is too strong. He was like the best student you know i don't i was never able to take him you know that kind of stuff well because that yeah that Um, makes him more threatening if it takes two martial artists to take him down and he's fighting both at the same time we just want a scene like that one fight scene in the raid you know where the two brothers are fighting listen i think i mean i we would put the raid up pretty near the top of fight scenes wouldn't we so i think that's always the barometer any movie should be reaching for because that movie has some of the greatest fight scenes i've ever seen oh Uh, yes and the raid too still has one of my all-time favorites which is that fight inside of the car uh, or be- oh, yeah. between yeah, cars, right? They're going between cars and fighting each other. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh, but when he leaps in, Drago goes, the Calvary, and he goes, no, the partner. <sighs> I guess they're partners now. What does that mean? She's not a cop. He's not even really a cop. <laughs> so, I don't know. He split up at the end of the movie. He like immediately leaves. So yeah. I don't Great quite job. understand. Yeah, it, it, like the the way this is said, it, it seems like the movie wants me to go like, yeah, <laughs> in that kind of like lethal weapon or buddy cop thing where it's like, oh, the third act. Now they're fighting for each other, you know, but the right, movie like, hasn't. But then you're just like, <laughs> but then, yeah, but then it just makes you think, what are they to each other? Like nothing. No, really. No. And yeah. he really, once again, only when she is completely disabled is he like all right i'll get involved because he was watching that fight from the rooftop above i was like hey partner maybe don't save the evil brother dude like why don't we just let him fall and uh, and once again when when she gets thrown off the building he's stand he's like leaning on a rail like very casually (laughs) watching it happen like oh no he does not flinch or care at Ugh. all it's baby who runs down and checks on her to see if she's okay it's true babe baby is the heart of this picture uh <laughs> i'd like to think so <laughs> he before he did junk he did junk bonds uh <laughs> uh so anyway uh this is pretty boring i thought this fight because preston basically just destroys drago it's not even close yeah which I also thought was lame. It's like, so what? Once again, we're just meant to think he's just a way better fighter than Cynthia Rothrock because she actually had like a back and forth with Drago and then he comes in and just dominates. You could make the argument that 
Dra- Drago is weaker because he had to fight Rothrock. <laughs> His first, health bar had already know? been depleted quite a bit. Exactly. If we're going <laughs> off of Mortal Kombat, <laughs> she loosened fighter. it for him. Is right. She got it. Started. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and also, he ki- he gets kicked off the roof, but he doesn't land as well as Cynthia because he gets impaled on some pipes. Yeah. And no one cares that this guy is dead. Nope. His girlfriend. No, there is no, no. reaction to this man's death. No, even like a uh, shot of Cynthia Rothrock being like, well, he did, he was evil, but he's still my brother, so I'm kind of sad that he's dead. Nothing like that. Mm-hmm. Nope. <laughs> it's just like, all right. <laughs> and then, yeah, oh, she's getting loaded up into the ambulance, and Preston has to get out of town because I guess his name hasn't been cleared. Nope. Huh? That was not resolved at all. And so, yeah, he gets in a truck with this guy at the end. This guy, and this is the director. I did not realize that. His line is so funny where he goes like, uh, do, I, do I detect a, a, a bit of an accent? Do I detect a bit of an accent? And then he goes, what do you think about America so far? And then he's like, ah, never mind. I don't give a shit. And they just drive off. What? What is this scene? Everybody kept asking him that throughout the movie. Like, oh, what do you think of the States? What do you think of the States? Yeah. I think this was supposed to be like a punchline to that, but it kind of was origami. In the beginning, he's leaving origami everywhere. You'd think there'd be some sort of origami at the end. Yeah. No origami. Yeah. Cynthia Rothrock wakes up in her hospital room, and there on the table is an origami thing or something. something. That some would be something. Kind, I don't know. Some <laughs> kind of payoff, some kind of art or sense of structure in this movie uh no one involved in the making of this movie aside from these two actors is involved in the sequel so it is not the same filmmaker probably for the best yeah that's what i'm saying like maybe i have slightly more hope they once again got like a real actor in patrick muldoon though to be the best i mean you know like a tv actor but still um they yeah. get they get actual actors to be around them and then that's the end of the movie is these two guys drive off and i thought that's there there isn't even like a final scene really between cynthia rothrock and this nope. guy nope <laughs> these movies are always in such a hurry to just be like we're done that's the closest this movie gets uh the closest this movie gets is because she kept saying i i could have t- taken you in a fight you yeah. know and i think she says that uh, oh, as he's she leaving, does. Like, I still could have taken you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> that is, but my attitude is just like, who cares at that point? <laughs> like, really big yeah. Deal. Well, yeah. At now, this point, I'm just like, oh, the movie's over. Thank God. Now that her spine uh, is crushed, uh, you know. Uh, right. <laughs> I guess. I guess she got better though by the time for Rage and Honor too, which is just the yeah. next year, as I see here, '93. Uh, oh wow, that's. Yeah. That's a quick turnaround. That's kind of how these things work, man. I think they just pump these out. Uh, well, yeah. it, in the in the sequel, it says she plays Chris Fairchild, a U.S. government agent undercover in Indonesia. What the fuck? Okay, so maybe that... the, the teacher thing was a cover too. Like what? That's what, what the, the, the sequel will retcon that. Wait, <laughs> like, how do you go for that? That is nuts. Oh, that makes me want to see this movie even more now. Yeah, it sounds great. Michael's an ex-cop hiding out in Indonesia and running a boxing gym. Okay, see that makes sense. He's on the run because he still has that murder sure. charge hanging over him. But then sure. at some point in the interim, she became a government aide. Oh, I like that. Whatever new screenwriter who came in for the second one was like, 
this doesn't make any sense. She just needs to also be in law enforcement. That's the only way this makes right. sense. Right. <laughs> Completely scrap the, the school teacher thing. Yeah, that, that is just. That doesn't matter. It never mattered. Yeah. It is like, because I did look at this and just go, why, why didn't they just make, she really should have been a cop or it's something. something. Yeah, exactly. Or literally anything. And instead. Or she could be like the. Like the martial arts instructor for like the police, you know, like well, cause it seems like she police they, officers had a fight exactly, but it seems like they kind of half-heartedly do that where she's handing out the flyers at the police station and all the cops right, do know exactly. her. So it seems like the cops are also none of the corruption stuff is resolved at all. Of course, it still seems nope. like this is a city full of crooked cops mm-hmm. um, and like the like full-on murderer cops. Uh, yeah, the, and the 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 redhead, uh, she gets away with it. Like, yeah, she's fine at yeah. the end of the movie. She she, um, she and the she and Shredder's henchmen, they just take off at the end of the movie. Yeah, they're fine. Well, it seems as like one is okay. You know, that's what I care about. <laughs> that's a bummer that in a sequel, none of those characters come back because that's what you want to see. Yeah. Now I want to see Rita yeah. as the main villain having taken over the city. And maybe they have to team up with Hannah because, you know, Rita's got such an oppressive thumb on the crime. That's true. And I, I love that Rita was, like, looking down at Conrad's body and just, like, just soaking it in. Like, she was really having a good time at the end there. She's like, hmm. How did I not realize that that police captain was Daisy Duke from the Dukes of Hazard? Oh, yeah. I didn't oh. put that together until right now that I look at it, but that weird she looked different here before her she and evelyn oh, her. like yeah. i kept i was like yeah is it windy like yeah it's really... <laughs> and also it's such an it's such a nothing part i think i didn't even bother to process that i would know this actress from anything this is a huge oh. come down from that um before she ends up on the young and the restless mm-hmm. yeah well they all end up there eventually lots of <laughs> lots of soap opera uh, crossover with action shelf movies which people are always surprised by i'm like i'm not that's about the level of acting they're looking for and mm-hmm. and as we've talked about with you before lots of hallmark movie crossover too lots exactly yeah because that's well, now all... the soaps are kind of mostly gone hallmark is stepping in lots of soap people on hallmark and then those hallmark people are in the action mm-hmm. shelf movies and it's all just one big circle of sort of like b entertainment Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. and if you can get in on that I always thought about it. if you can get if you can be like a Lacey Chabert or an Autumn Reeser that is a sweet gig if they just keep bringing you back every year for those consistent days. paycheck for sure yeah yeah it is like it's almost like being on a show to a certain extent where you go like I can count on one Hallmark Christmas mm-hmm. movie a year and some of them do other oh. stuff mm-hmm. yeah. yeah sometimes you can do sorry well, I was just gonna say sometimes you get multiple Christmas movies, and then sometimes you can also be in their autumn movie their summer movie their mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. That's literally what I was gonna say yeah because <laughs> I've seen I know I'm always surprised when I'm like Are they make Valentine's movies too mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. you can you could you could conceivably just go year round going from Hallmark movie to Hallmark movie mm-hmm. oh yeah it's a good gig for sure it's a sweet I mean those, you know they don't pay a ton but they probably pay enough individually if you do a couple you're making a mm-hmm. decent yeah amount, you know Listen, get on that train, man. <laughs> get up uh-huh. to Canada. Yeah, I've said this yeah. before. You got to get up to Canada. Uh, uh-huh. You could be somebody's wisecracking friend in a Hallmark 
Christmas. Probably, yeah, yeah, sure. like the nerdy yeah. best friend or something. Barista. Yeah, yeah, so. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. There's, there's always a, a barista confidant, you know, who's making the the peppermint, you know, hot chocolate and things like that. Oh, because well, or like the guy in the chef's hat at the bakery, because there's a lot about bakeries too. So you're the you're the you're like the assistant baker who's going like. I'm telling mm-hmm. you, yeah, it's just like, no, that does just, sound complicated. Just dishing out life advice yeah. like I'm a bartender, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. In Definitely. the course of love, Sydney, you've just got, you know, whatever, like that kind of stuff, right? With no backstory. Right. Uh, with no explanation mm-hmm. as to who yeah. you are or how you know anybody. Uh, that's why I was loved that's about okay those characters. Because, because my character, uh, he doesn't need a backstory. He, he, he is all about helping other people. Man, so, if he, I, uh, you'll get the part if you say that. <laughs> Thank God, an actor who wants no backstory. You put him in every movie. We his make. flaw, his flaw is that he he focuses on other people. You this know, guy. he never looks uh, inward. Finally, we got somebody who gets it. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right, well, so that's Rage and Honor. Uh, I feel like the best death in the movie is the the last one, right? I mean, the only one who gets killed in an so. interesting way yeah. is Brian Thompson. Well, okay. That one, and also the man who's forced to shoot himself in the head. Oh, wait a minute. (laughs) That's, yeah, yeah. I think we do, we do have to go, we do have to go. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I didn't forget about it, but yes, I didn't for some reason. Yes, that is the best death of the movie out of complete insanity. Uh, We got a few one liners to choose from here. Let me go through these one liners again at the end. so after she beats up the guys trying to rob her at the ATM, the ATM says, uh, have a nice day. And she says, I'll pass that on. Uh, when some bad guys are beating up Paris, Preston shows up and says, want to try that on me, mate? Uh, <laughs> after the insanity that happens in the hospital that we discussed, uh, Preston says to no one, no wonder most people die in hospitals. Uh, 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 Preston trying to reason with the bouncer at the club says, "Be reasonable," and the guy says, "Be gone." Uh, uh, yes, of course we have baby saying, "Before I was into junk, I was into junk bonds." Uh, oh, uh, when the machine gun isn't working, Cynthia Rock- Rothrock says, "Jammed." This isn't. Holds up her fist and then kicks a <laughs> <the> guy. Uh. <laughs> Uh, when they are confronted by Hannah's army of women, Preston does say, this is one weird, bloody Tupperware party. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, that's a stinker. Uh, oh, uh, w- in the scene we talked about where the where the cop pulls the gun on Drago, he says, I do expect you to use that on yourself. The key is that dot, dot, dot. Um, and, mm-hmm. uh, and then, of course, after the guy shoots himself, he says, I have some cleaning up to do. And then finally, when... Preston leaps into the battle. Drago says, the Calvary? And he says, no, the partner. Yeah, not good. What do we think here? I actually like the first one. I like the ATM one the I'll most. pass that on. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. that would be... That yeah. has a sense of humor to that it. That worked pretty well. That the other ones are, mm-hmm. yeah. A lot of the other ones are like, ugh. Anything Preston mm-hmm. says is like, oh, God. It's yeah, it's an eye roll. Uh, yeah, for sure. you know, uh, yeah. The only other, the only other one I like is the the this uh, your gun just, is up. Just because she kicks him after she shows her fist. Why yes, did she have to show I think... her fist? If she had just said jammed, this isn't, and then kicked him, 
that would have been effective. Right. right. But I think by itself, the ATM one-liner is a better one. I also just kind of like that we have one on the list that's to a machine. Yeah. Like, I love people <laughs> saying true. one-liners basically to themselves. It's the same yeah. thing. I, I don't like the hospital line, but I like this, like, everyone is gone, and then he says something. And then, he, yeah. and then like you were saying, he runs off, so it's almost like, i got to get this in, and then go! Uh, <laughs> hold on, I've got to run right now, but first got to say something quippy. Uh, so, yeah, so off he goes. I think we're going to give it to, I'll pass that on, the the mm -hmm. the one to yeah. the atm i think that i think that is our best bet here uh yeah. all right well as you know it's always my mission to find the strangest imdb reviews uh for these mm. movies uh and uh let's see i uh where do i uh okay here we go <laughs> i uh um this one is uh, th there aren't too many strange ones but this one is is odd let's let's be for sure and it, and you'll know it right from the title of the review this comes to us from imdb user wh pratt one and the review is titled male and female duel it out somehow i missed this series of films and enjoyed this flick from the beginning to the very end cynthia rothrock was a high school teacher and decided after work to use an atm and had some very nasty encounters by some real bad bad dudes <laughs> who hit on her in more ways than one. Richard Norton uh, played a cop who got himself messed up with all kinds of characters and mainly a very hot, hot, sexy, everywhere redhead. And things started to pop. And that is all in uh, capitals. Uh, okay. Terry Terrace was a very sexy, mean mama who did not mess around and had her eyes set on giving Preston Michaels a real hard time in more ways than what she wanted. There was a lot of combat, and it's up to you to figure out if the male or the female won the Battle of the Bulges. Ten out of ten stars. Did this guy watch the movie? Like, <laughs> what? what? I, I wish he had written it. I think, he, I think he just looked at the poster. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, the ending was the part that got me where it's like, it's up to you if men or women are better. What? <laughs> Battle of the Bulges? Yeah, I know. Uh, I what? Don't, I don't even... Yeah, I don't know, man. This guy... All right, that one... That, what, is... that one is... As I read it out loud, I was like, okay, this is weird. Like, I know it was weird, it's... but it was like... It, that is truly insane. One of the weirdest ones I've ever heard. Yeah, sure. that, that's up there for the yeah. strangest review i have ever found uh well we aren't the, the we aren't the only ones who saw this movie it's time to check in with our favorite amazon.com reviewer for another segment of the winning opinion yes bruce winning did get a chance to see rage and honor and uh here is his review entitled falling off a building can hurt four three I prefer 16.9. Not 5.1, but 16.9 is my favorite quality. I like the action and violence. I like the shooting. I like the punching and kicking. That is the strong point of this movie. So, you see that my favorite qualities, I still give... the. Uh, you see, Oh, you see that without my favorite qualities, I still give five stars because of the action and violence and the story. Five out of five stars. See, Bruce is not a man purely defined... By tech specs. Mm. If you put mm. enough action and violence in a movie, he'll still give it five stars. I love that Falling one. Falling off a building can hurt. <laughs> that, that's such a great... 
It can uh, hurt. I that may be my favorite title for any review he's written. It's so good. It's uh, so good. No, the only other one was when we read that X Files review where he goes, "This is fiction, or is it, or something like that?" There was one where he, he implied that the X Files <laughs> might be true. Uh, right. <laughs> that was well. There was fun. there was a subset of people who kind of believed it. Right. Yes. Like, there oh, there 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 was like people the who really like these are based on the real case files of the you know, you know right no, right come exactly on. nope. Uh, look, I, I mean, I recognize I am a hundred percent a Scully in real life. So, uh, but, uh, mm. early season Scully, when she still didn't believe in stuff before she empirically knew stuff was true. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, um, let's see. Uh, well, we, we, we thought this movie was, was all right, but maybe could be improved. So we're going to fire up our handy dandy action movie title generator and try to come up with a better vehicle, uh, for these two actors. And let's see here. Let's fire this thing up. Oh, that's not it. Hold on. Here we go. Uh, so here we go. Uh, this is... Uh, the movie is called Result of the New Order. Oh, my God. Result of the New Order. Uh, some of these words that it puts together. So this, I'm gonna say this. This is a this is a reteaming of the Astaire and Rogers of martial arts. And let's make Brian Thompson mm. the bad guy again. Not a sequel to this, but let's just bring the three leads from this one back together. And uh, we should bring back Helen. Helen or Hannah? Sorry, Hannah. we should bring yes. back Hannah. Sorry. Yes, she's the only one. It is reprising her role. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh so let's see a result of the new order uh it uh, does this imply some sort of to me like dystopian future yes definitely uh maybe yes. some kind of totalitarian uh, thing yeah new order has some very nazi you know vibes to mm -hmm. it for sure um you know, you could go the the restaurant route where Rothrock and then the dude they they have a diner in this post apocalyptic Ooh, you know world, and they have revised the menu. Good. And as a result of this new order, the locals are really pissed, and they have to fight them all. I do love the idea of once this, again them as diner owners slash martial arts experts. <laughs> this okay, I I love this direction. <laughs> This is absolutely. This is a very. That's this is a very to. this show direction to to choose the silliest. <laughs> yes, but I like that it so still Brian's, is in this totalitarian. Uh, yeah, it still is in a, to, a dystopian totalitarian future. But uh, I is Brian Thompson the person who is up in arms about the the new order, or or is he the totalitarian, or or does the totalitarian government not matter? It's just a backdrop. Could could be the fry cook, you know. He could be also really mad Ooh. about the new menu and could be sabotaging. Yeah. You didn't give me the time to train on this new food, and now people <laughs> hate it because I can't cook it right. You know. You thought, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love the idea that the totalitarian thing is purely in the background of the movie. Like, <laughs> and the, the just final accepted. fight scene is them. Uh, fighting with either food or cooking uh, implements. Yes, is, is what it's just that it's it's like a Jackie Chan kind of thing where they're grabbing stuff in the kitchen. So it's kind of, it could yes. be both, right? It's like it's a it's a the the carrot, it's a knife, it's a whatever you know, mm -hmm. all kinds mm -hmm. of stuff. Yeah, uh, cycling through them. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Result of the new order. 
Oh, that's, I love this. That's going to be a weird movie coming to your red box very soon. <laughs> uh, uh, well, Elizabeth, always a pleasure to have you on the show. Uh, you are, of course, welcome back anytime. Uh, next week on the show, Lisbon, Cynthia Roth Rock September comes to an end. The only way we could mm. imagine it, the movie we, we set out to want to do this for, uh, we previously watched last year on the show, we watched her uh, as the supporting character in Martial Law, starring son yes. of Steve McQueen, Chad McQueen. Uh, but this time, Chad McQueen is gone, and it's a Cynthia Rock, Rock vehicle for Martial Law 2 Undercover. Oh, yes. That's right. Oh, yeah. yeah, we're finally getting to see this. This is the one everybody says is much better than uh, Cynthia Rothrock. The first one, or yeah. since the uh, since Martial Law. Uh, as always, Lisbon, I I'll ask, uh, would you uh, would you like to hear the tagline for this movie? Of course, yeah. Two cops alone against the city's biggest crime ring. Some would call it impossible. They call it Martial Law. There you go. Okay. A lot, lot a little to, wordy. But, a little yeah. wordy, but I like the intensity. I like where it's going with that. Mm -hmm. So we're going to do that next week on yeah. show. Maggie Torres, who did the first movie of the month with us, will be back to finish up Roth yes. Rock September with us. Uh, and I know she's it very excited. It made sense since she's seen the first and martial she, law. And she so, did see the yeah. first martial law. So uh, she yeah. can she can talk about this. I don't know how much of like a, I don't know how much of a sequel any of these movies really are. Probably like, like yeah. there are any kind of threads, but uh, we because yeah. we do not have David Carradine back as as the bad guy, of course, because his heart exploded at the end of that other one. If you remember, it did do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but weirdly, we have an actor named Drago uh, as the bad guy, uh, Billy Drago, uh, who we've seen in some stuff before. So uh, that'll be next week on the show. But that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Action Shelf. I'm John Campbell. I'm Michael Lisman. Till next week, get yourself some action. The Action Show. The Action Show.